Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Elliott and actually a spy, Tyler Hymanson. Oh, oh my goodness, you guys. And, and we are here with a special guest returning for the third time. Actor and artist Sean Davidson is with us. Hello. Thank you for being here, sir. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always exciting to be with you guys. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, you may remember Sean from his uh, episodes on uh, Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, and Bride of Chucky. Brad Chucky. What a title. Back in the day. Yeah, you know. That's right. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Sean, great uh, great uh, to have you back. What, what have you been up to lately? I heard you uh, have like an art exhibit coming up. I do, yes. At the Night Owl in downtown Fullerton. I have a Halloween exhibit that I do every year. And oh. we do a special musical set in the middle uh, if you remember Aubrey, Elizabeth and right. I went to high school together, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, she might remember Aubrey. She sings. Um, cool. It's it's really fun, but you know it is now um, September twenty sixth, and I have a lot more art to do. It's on mm. October twenty seventh, so I've got to get my ass in gear and finish some stuff. Where can uh, where can people? Yeah, <laughs> you got this. I hope. Shouldn't you be doing it right now? What are you, I know. What are you I doing here? Bring, bring my paint with me. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna live stream his artwork. Uh, he, was, he was hoping for some Spy Kids gadgets that would be able to help. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes, <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. So where can people uh, like find out more about the exhibit or like you know I don't know if it's ticketed or what, but. It's not. People can just show up to the Night Owl there. Um, you can find out any information you need when I post it very soon <laughs> on um, Shawnee Delight 4 on Instagram. That's Sweet. that's me. Um, I also have a film account called Shawnee Delight Cinema Club. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to talk about movies with me, like we are Watch doing along. Right here. Yes, yes. yes. Anything like that, you can find me there. If you want all the the rest of Sean Davidson, everything Shawnee Delight for. If you uh, for our listeners, how are you spell, spelling Sean? Oh, it is S E A N, and I always tell people that, like you yes. know, if you're at Starbucks or anywhere and they need to write it, I'm always spelling it to them, and I'm like, if spelling matters, because I don't want to carry this cup around with the wrong spelling of my. I name. am forever Taylor at, <laughs> at at Starbucks. It is a it is a T A Y, and that's fine Holy with me. Holy shit, Taylor is at is Starbucks. <laughs> I'm at Actually, in fact, dating Travis Kelsey. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> it's all good. Technical difficulties. It's all right. But you know what? Speaking of technical difficulties, I got on the. I opened up the Roadcaster Pro and my computer right to start this podcast, and I I don't know, like a video game was on it, and I had to like beat a level before I could get We had it. to complete an entire raid. It first. was crazy. I, I'm just glad I was able to get past this level uh, so that we could play this or do this podcast for you guys. Like, man. So, you know, obviously we're talking about Spike is Armageddon this week. Obviously. If, we're you, talking, if, if, you, you, haven't, if you haven't noticed from our Spike is energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're so zany. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, you know what? You know, we've done, this is now the fifth episode of spy kids and i'm just excited they made excited. how many of these exactly exactly <laughs> brand new on netflix that's right premiered just on friday uh you can watch it right now and it was like number one on the movies list over the weekend for a bit okay today it was two yeah, yeah. it's no longer yeah. number one but it was for a little bit cool so um 
Sean, before we, uh, you, so you have been on a couple of episodes, but none of them were about Spy Kids. Before we get into the the, the new film, uh, what have you seen any of those Spy Kids? Anything? I have seen, I believe, one through three. Mm, okay, I, but many years ago, like um, my my entry into the world of Spy Kids was at Kramer Middle School, where Elizabeth and I both went. Yes, um, our tech lab teacher. Did you ever have her, Miss Kling? Oh. I don't think so. She was really nice. But Wait, her name was Miss Clean? Cling with oh, okay. a G. Yeah, she she was so cool. So shout out to her. I think she has a different last name now, but it mm. was Lisa Kling, I believe was her name. <laughs> we'll never she showed you Spy Kids. Yeah, and instead of like a final, we watched Spy Kids. She was like, it's technology. Nice. <laughs> and they're like your age. So so that was, that was my, that's what I think of whenever anything Spy Kids comes up. So I had seen, you know, the second one somewhere along the way. I'd seen the third accidentally on HBO once, or part of it anyway. Um, I didn't know if this was the fourth or the fifth until I, like, read a little <laughs> bit. And and then I, you know, saw this one. So you watched one through three, but you didn't have all the time in the world to see the fourth one. I did not. But I'm uh, I that believe you, you mentioned too. I believe that there is a there's a meme going around of uh, I, Steve Buscemi is in two. It's that one that he's in, or is it three? I think it's two. The the, the island of yes, lost dream. Lost dream. Uh, but like that is one of those things where it's like this is how we've incepted existential dread into an entire generation. Because <laughs> Steve Buscemi in that movie says, "Do you think God lives in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created on Earth?" <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I am. Um, every time I think about it, including all day today, I always think that it's called Spy Kids, All the Money in the World. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Christopher Plummer, Kevin Spacey right. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. So does the fourth one involve time travel or something? Uh, there was something timey-wimey. Isn't it like Ricky Gervais in that one? Right. Who's the bad guy and he's got like a watch that does something crazy? What does I it do? I don't do remember. not remember. <laughs> hey, that was that was the most recent one. <laughs> Jessica Alba was in it. Oh, I remember that. That. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a poster of that. There were definitely her. watches involved because in this one, when they see the watches, she makes a joke. Like, right. Well, yeah. There's a, very a, few a callbacks, back. and yeah. and that's one of them where she's like, like, "Wow, we have all the time in the world." And I was like, oh. "Okay, quick, read us the plot summary since we can't." remember. The plot summary is too long. Okay, well, read us the tagline or the logline. This mean. one was filmed using a aromascope. <laughs> oh, in case right. you remember. Oh, no. There was a criminal named TikTok. Ooh. Uh, and. Political. It says that TikTok is captured in the mini disc, which contains information on a weapon of mass destruction called Project Armageddon, is retrieved. Wow, I don't remember. Any oh, of so this. it is. It's a direct through line, is what we're learning right now. I remember Alexa Vega came and like yes. mentored them. Uh, it says there's someone, uh, master criminal, uh, called Timekeeper, who unle- who says that he'll unleash Project Armageddon as punishment upon society that he believes. Waste time with meaningless pursuits instead of treasuring time with their loved ones. Okay. So there you go. Okay, so there was no time. Something called the Chrono Sapphire, blah, 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 blah. You know, nonsense. I don't remember. After listening to your um, interview with 
Alexa yes. on my way here. Yes. Because yes. uh, I was like, well, who did I speak to on me. Instagram? Me. It was okay, me on yeah. Instagram. I know. And, you and, never know if it's me or Justin on yeah. messaging. It's and never me. Someone <laughs> told me to check that one out because I was like, I, I, I wanted to brush up on this, yeah. but you were doing something else recently. Yeah. Were these a long time ago? So I went back, listened to that, and I, you know, I... I'm sad that I didn't see one with her in it. Right. Yeah. That was a delightful interview. It's well worth going it's back to. It's still so to listen good. To. I think about like, it all that's, the time. That's one of the uh, <laughs> the highlights of the podcast. I would right. say. Yeah. If you're looking, if you're looking to check it out, it's episode 149 mm-hmm. uh, from uh, about three years ago now. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, and she was an amazing guest, and we had a great time talking with her. And you know, it's uh, appropriate for this one because that was the other video game related uh, Indeed. entry to the, to the. Uh, I have thoughts series. about this, but we'll wait until we get into the movie. Can I ask one last question about that interview with her? Sure. Yeah. Is there any deleted stuff there where you guys, someone asked her about Repo the Genetic Opera? <laughs> I wish. No, I should have. And, I wish. Honestly, like, here's me at 2 a.m. after we had that interview, who was like, fuck, I should have asked her about Repo. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done that for horror movie night yet because I yes. don't know if people can handle Ooh, it. But, but yeah, that was a, that was a pandemic era Zoom yes, interview. Yeah, I yeah. think that's probably and the only way that we even got it because yes. she was like, I'm bored, sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 In, Ho- uh, in Hawaii. Hawaii, places, they live in Hawaii. Yeah. 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 yeah, she was so nice though. So very, nice. She was great. Oh, very fun. Uh, and I worked on one of her Hallmark movies. Yes, you oh, did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, so does this even have a trailer? Does Netflix make trailers? Oh, yeah. They make trailers, and they put them out, like, you know, two days before the episode. I, oh. think, we, I think we have established a record for longest discussion before we've gotten into a trailer. I know. I got You're distracted. Right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We haven't even said where you can find us yet. Yeah. It's oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it's called now, um, YouTube. Facebook uh, at Sequel Rights or email us at SequelRights at gmail.com uh, with suggestions. And yeah, uh, rate and review that actually helps people find it. If you enjoy this podcast, tell anybody that might enjoy it as well any way you can. Yeah, find us on Facebook along with all the people that hate post on our uh, Herbie Fully Loaded oh God, literally yeah. every week. Still. Oh, wait, what's happening? <laughs> I don't even know about this. This has been happening Hang for like on. four years. <laughs> Hang on. I want to know about this. So there are some kind of bots or just hate groups that hate <laughs> Lindsay Lohan and oh. troll the internet and will go and like leave mean comments on any post that even mentions Tangentially Lohan. mentions yeah. her. And so our Herbie Fully Loaded <laughs> post does get a reaction or a comment like, I'd say like once a week. There's is some, it yeah, is but, it just the Fully Loaded or does it go to like Monaco and it's like Herbie? No, no, no. Only, only Fully Loaded. So it's smart enough and to... I, Okay, I'm yeah. convinced that it's something about the post that makes it sound like it's potentially like a stream of the movie, okay. and then people go there because a lot of the comps are just like "fuck you," and that's it. And I'm like, "What for? What? Yeah, we, we just posted. <laughs> Is it just how I worded it? I don't know. It's like we, all we did was post a stream of our podcast, and people yeah. are like." Fuck you guys! Blah. And we're like, I don't know. Right. what did we do? Yeah, who Interesting. is that passionate about? Like yes. missing out on a stream it's of that movie? It's all people from like other countries, mm-hmm. and a lot of the comments are in like Arabic or Malaysian, get, or yeah, like I get, yeah, I get messages, I get notifications every week about oh, it. Yeah, right? every week. So that sounds like that. There's some sort of like Western agenda that people have appropriated to like what is what Herbie fully loaded is telling to the world. 
maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay. I can't pull it up fast enough, but I wanted to go read some comments. We'll do that some other time. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do that some other time. Yeah, yeah. We'll, go, we'll do a, a, a hate mail episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay, but you know what? We, we've been dancing around it, getting, to, getting back in the Spy Kids groove, but let's uh, dive into Spy Kids Armageddon. Thieves, you want to get busted? There's something wrong with this game. Antonio. Hi. Oh, good. It's locked. Just making sure. Really? Something is happening. It's all over the world. It's like somebody combined a virus with... The Armageddon Code. They're bad guys from our video game. Get out of here, kids. Go. Wait a second. I think mom and dad are spies. You think? All right. You think? You think they're (laughs) spies? So, this Friday, Spy Kids Armageddon was released on Netflix and stars Gina Rodriguez, Zachary Levi, um, Connor Esteron, Everly uh, Carganilla, and... uh, Billy Magnuson, yes, mm-hmm. repeating his role from Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, that was a joke. That was yeah. Joke. But also, correct. this is that sequel that we were promised. <laughs> yes. that Finally, the Prince whatever yeah. spinoff from Aladdin live action only. Um, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, Spy Kids. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, right off the bat, uh, this is directed by Robert Rodriguez. He's doing it again. Um, it's basically a family affair. I feel like almost all his kids are involved in some in major, some way, yeah. some fairly major. Capacity. Racer was a co-writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the other kids uh, co-wrote the score with John Debney, and then one of them sings a song at the end. Yeah, and, and one someone of them, was probably a best boy at some uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them did designs for one of the environments, uh, yeah. the okay. video game which thing. I think yeah. is kind of cool. I mean, this is like totally his thing, and it's yeah. cool. it's cool that he can like involve them. It's insane. Like this movie starts with the uh, Troublemaker Studios logo, and it's like thirty years. Yeah. And that's nuts. That's like that's from El Mariachi on, yeah. and that's, that's a crazy ass legacy that also somehow includes the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, the Spy Kids episode of Book of Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and we should say that uh, yeah, this is the fifth entry in the series, but it's basically a full reboot. There's like barely yes. any connections. So, Shazam is in this. No, Kajillionaire right. <laughs> is in realize, this. Yeah. Like I watched the whole movie, obviously, and I didn't realize till I went to go read about it after that they're considering it like a full reboot. Like these yeah. are the first ever kids finding out their parents are spies and going to work for the OSS. Like so, none of that before even existed in this timeline. But then. Why the through line with the Armageddon code? But uh, I think it's just random. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, there's only uh, so many words to <laughs> yeah. uh, describe. I yeah. think, I think it's world. more like, uh, you know, if, if, if you have watched all of them, there are some Easter eggs, but it's very small things. Right. right. Uh, and maybe that's just like, you know, we watch them all and we never remember that. So there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're introduced to the, uh, the, the Torres Tango family. Tango Torres. Oh, I'm just looking on. Uh, it's because they dance. Wikipedia. It says Taurus Tango. Yeah. Oh, really? That's what it says. That's what it says. Uh, I don't know. Oh. It makes. You're right. It, it, it usually was, it's because the, she specifically said like Taurus is my mom's last yeah, name. And, I don't yeah, know. Okay. I'm just going off Wikipedia. It says Taurus Tango. Oh, okay. But um, 
Yeah, what, so what did you guys think of the... I think that's uh, the first way into this. What did you guys think about the new cast members? We got Gina Rodriguez, we got Zachary Levi, uh, and the new kids. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's She's there. good. I love her, even though she had some weird you know, things that happened after Jane the Virgin, but I really still like her. She's so yep. charming. Me too. Um, and it's so funny because I spent most like of this movie being like, Ew, why'd they make her married to Zachary Levi? He's so old. He's so much older than her. This is disgusting. Like, blah, blah, blah. They're the and same age. DJ Catrona plays Devlin, that used to be George Clooney's role. And right, I was like, yep. that guy is hot. She should have been the dad. <laughs> right. And Zachary yeah. Levi is old. And I looked it up, and Zachary Levi is like, 41, she's 39, and DJ Katrona's 43. Yeah. So actually the same age, essentially, yeah. in like Hollywood years. But I was just like, ew, he's so gross and old, and why does she have to be with him? But uh, they're the same age. They're the same age. <laughs> wow. Shazam, the Shazamming has not treated him well, I guess. Yes. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the hell the deal is, but... I was, I mean, I, you know, personally, I'm, I'm bummed that like apparently Zachary Levi is like a horrible person or whatever because of some of his views but yeah i that bums me out because i think he's funny um and so i think he's funny even in this movie where he doesn't have that much to do right but i was a little bit bummed that it was like you know the, the original films were all so much about diversity and then it's like you just got this like white dude who also is like problematic i think that he's <laughs> like he's putting in i don't think he's phoning it in here but i also yeah. think that things fall pretty flat i think that her gina rodriguez's performance is pretty good like people like also it's important to point out that it looks like this movie was shot on a one sound stage in austin and a green screen anywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah i think it was in australia oh was it australia? they went credits. all the way to australia why for to make it a copro to get an incentive is oh, i guess no of course. but then they uh, used the digital version of austin okay no 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 it's filmed in austin okay but i'm but, but they got the credit because i think i the VFX, see the green screen oh stuff. the green screen stuff right. was in australia yes, that yeah. makes sense that okay is my guess was in austin right yeah, but, yeah yeah because they've they've had big end fights in front of that capitol building yes before. yeah um, so that's a big thing. But so, yeah, I mean, Zachary Levi, I, I don't know. I saw some headlines being like, he has that Chuck energy back in this movie. I'm like, uh, I guess. I uh, yeah, I just because he was also a spy in that. Right. Yeah. I don't or, really or know. like an accidental spy. Yeah. But I do think that part of the reason I didn't like his character is because the this pretty interesting reveal is so late in the movie yeah. that like the damage was done but when they do that reveal i was like oh well, that makes it actually interesting because then it's more of like a um you know my son is outshining me and i like right. so they reveal very late in the movie that his son is actually the coding genius that made this armageddon code mm-hmm. and he just took it and ran with it and mm-hmm. that actually is a really interesting idea and if we had been dealing kind of knowing about his issues with feeling obsolete and feeling like you know his family was outgrowing him like i think that might have been more interesting because it was at the very very end i was kind of like well i already hate this guy so right yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i have a lot of thoughts about him he's he's for a long time, I've I've been very conflicted when it comes to him because I think he's very pretty and I like when he <laughs> smiles. Sure. Um, but I have a friend who, and I, I won't say his name because I'm probably going to get the story somewhat <clears throat> wrong. I don't want to, you know. I, sure, we love hearsay here. Come I know on. this is hearsay, and it, you know, I don't want it to become an article somewhere. Not <laughs> I, tr- that, I promise it yeah, won't. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to care what Sean Davidson is saying, um, but. <laughs> A friend of mine 
is a TV journalist. Uh. And long ago, back, I think, in the Czech era, but I can't remember for sure, um, he interviewed him. My friend is also gay. And from what I remember correctly, uh, I mean, if I, if I remember correctly, which I may <laughs> not, uh, I think he told me that just... Um, Zachary, wait, Zachary. Zachary. Yeah, I was thinking like, I was, didn't Chuck come on like before or after Heroes? I was yes. like thinking oh, of Zachary. Yeah, it's around the same time, but yes. Similar era. Correct, Zachary. Um, like d- did some sort of like gay voice joke oh. to him not knowing that he was and, you know, just given some of his, his background that we are all aware of now, you yeah. you would think that that might have come from a place of like genuine ignorance and not um, not someone just having fun with a friend, you know, or, yeah. or in a friendly way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always had like a bad idea about him <laughs> since since I heard that story yeah. years ago, and then we get all this stuff lately, and then the like. Was was that Instagram or TikTok meltdown about Shazam too? Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, it's a family movie, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> and I I found that kind of funny. Um, though you know what, he's yelling at me too because I didn't give a shit to see the movie, and I love superhero <laughs> movies, and I'm like, no. Yeah, right. I, I like the first one, and I didn't even see the second yeah. one. Either. I don't know what you're talking about, and I will have to look it up now yeah. yeah and then also i was creeped out i think i was thinking about him being so old too because he recently made those comments that he said he would want to still be flynn rider in a live action rapunzel with florence Pugh as rapunzel which oh, i was like boy. first of all talk about it dis of to mandy more like and then also like gross <laughs> yeah. what yeah yeah <laughs> The level that this dude sucks. Right. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> also, his real last name is Pew. So I was like, are they related? What? No, probably not. Really? But I yeah, know, I that's not why he that. wants it. I did not. We've taken a turn. Yeah, let's go. Let's, move on. Let's, let's focus yeah, on I just, I the very thin plot of this movie. <laughs> well, can I throw out one other thing? Since we did talk a little bit about the family and like the sort of missed opportunity of what the family dynamic could have been. Yeah. (laughs) I noticed something at first and I was like, is this going to be what I think it is? And then by the end of the movie, I I believe it was, um, I felt like both parents, like each parent had a relationship with only one of the children. He had a relationship (laughs) with the boy. Yeah. Carmen San Diego had a relationship with the, <laughs> the daughter. And, you know, speaking of Carmen, the whole time I was like, I'd rather be seeing more Carmen San Diego. Uh, uh, Netflix. Yeah. yeah, but that's okay. You yeah. know, she was my favorite part, though, I think. Like, you know, she was good. She does what movie she's in. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I did like how she kind of had this exasperated, like, God, my daughter is so good, even though I suck, but I've just right. accepted it. And right. It's a very different. Um, way than the dad approaches the relationship with the yes. son obviously but yes there was absolutely no crossover there no. between the genders in the in no. that family I, yeah. I started counting the times that the dad even addressed the girl <laughs> um, i was like oh when he's like good job guys and like kind of looks at her what'd you get to five it was something like I, eventually i was like this this is pointless yeah. Yeah. it's not gonna be very much wow. we're not gonna wow, break wow, double tony. digits yeah. tony you're so smart you two other one yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, we can talk about these kids too. I mean, I thought that they were fine. They were They're great. fine. They really don't get as much to do, I think, as yeah. the no. original Spy Kids. I definitely started out like when the movie started. I was like, oh god, these, these kids are gonna be bad. Like, especially the guy, the the kid playing Tony. I was like, I can't. Yeah. With the this. first scene but was then, pretty they grew, rough. They grew up. Yeah, it might have been that that was actually what they first filmed or something. Yeah, I don't possible. know, but. Yeah. Um, they yeah. seem like they got... Everyone like, knows that Rodriguez films in sequential order. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, He's it a maverick. Like, I do feel like they maybe like loosened up a bit. As, sure. As yes. Yeah. I, I did realize that I liked her um, when she like got the gold ar- armor towards the end. That was so cute. Yes. Yeah. And then she whatever she said, I already forgot it. But like... It She's was like, so, I upgraded. Yeah. like, make my minions growl. And it was so, yeah. But but the upgraded thing was like, it was so sweet. And yeah. I was like, I felt that. That might have been the only thing, like, in the whole movie where I, like, it emotionally oh, resonated yeah. with yeah. me. But it, I, she, she says, like, moment. her character gets stronger as you go throughout the game. And her mom is like, yeah, she does. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, oh. I, I yeah. definitely think that both women outshine the male side of the family. Absolutely. But I, um, yeah, I have a lot in my notes for later about about her... Um, her her ways of solving problems and and spycraft yes. and how she believes that honesty is key and like nonviolence. I have so many notes on that, so I'm I'm ready to dig into. Sure, yeah. we will yes. dig into those themes. So yeah, I mean she she wants to be honest, but she's still willing to like play the game a little bit here, you know. Um, but I did like how there is absolutely no discussion of like well you're a girl you're bad at video games it's like they're both equally good at video games right. the whole time like he is yeah. a prodigy at it but it's never that she's bad she's better at mecha wings yeah she's better at other like games some game. and she's yeah. also good at this game and they're literally the whole movie none of the, these kids ever say anything gender so let's these video games. set the stage for like what the over like the the very basic plot of this is is that there is like some like billionaire zuckerberg type guy who's making games out he's called there. the king he's called the king yeah uh, right. like the like uh the tv channel and uh he's releasing a new version of a game and because of now you gotta uh, say too the, the there's a card game version called low score low score and this new game is called, called high score, high score. Okay. and it's the digital <laughs> uh fortnite clone version uh, and uh, the kids want to play it, and because of Zachary Levi's inadequacies, he has cut off all technology from his family uh, because he's like, well, we have the Armageddon code that can hack anything. Uh, my son has cracked it, which we don't figure out until like late in the third act, uh, but that's why he's cut it off. And the kids, they just want to play the game, and so they steal shit from their dad and hack the family network so that they can download the game early, which is like normal kid nonsense. Tony cheats and he wins that tournament. That's how he gets the the download code or whatever. Indeed. And so that's the stakes that we're looking at. It is uh, this game developer steals code from this spy family because Tony is cheated. (gasps) Yeah. And, you know, uh, the other thing that I liked, uh, well, I liked, and it's probably like a detriment a little bit, but like this, so this is a full reboot, right? So like 
you're introducing it to new people, but I think even for new people, like everyone's probably already somewhat aware of like the spy kids idea. So they do like very quickly get through like, holy shit, our parents are spies or these kids seem like they know like from the start, no matter what. Right. So there's not really much shock, but I do think like the fact that they move through that so quickly is that we don't get to spend as much time with the family and get to know their dynamics a little bit more. Yeah. And they essentially do live in the glass house from the Incredibles. (laughs) Incredibles too. Uh, so they should have just known that they were spies, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it's pretty well. And I did sort of in the beginning, I was really glad once they finally got to their spy layer and got to deal with like physical objects because hearing them play video games in the beginning of the movie is real boring because it's not like they're in the game yet. There's no AR VR yet. They're just playing the games and they're being like, I just jumped over the thing. Like I beat this guy. Okay. Now I'm going to beat this guy. And they have to narrate everything they're doing. And it's like, Oh God, this is not interesting. (laughs) Then they finally actually like, you know, VR becomes involved and they get little, their gadgets and everything. And it gets a lot better. Yeah. But I, I was wondering in that very first scene i was like is this supposed to be a a virtual world that they're in or is am i just really not enjoying the green screen right the the entire like green screen floor the pillar that you're leaning up against is is not there either clearly it's like all looking like like once upon a time flashbacks. Oh, you're talking about like the the cold open where they're like, uh, yes, and then part way into the movie, already. yeah, and then finally way into the movie, he's like, oh, it's it's an AR. Yeah, they're world. they're like this. This whole place is covered in some sort of AR overlay. AR, that hologram stuff that makes things look different than what they actually are. Yeah, that stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I love that there was like a was, there was like yeah. a dumb person explanation yeah. of like yeah. what? this is what AR is. <laughs> but I was like, did, like buy the Apple Vision Pro. Did, <laughs> it's out there. Buy it. Yeah. Buy it. But I was like, did they come up with this idea just to explain away the fact that it, that all it looks, looks like garbage? Yes. <laughs> artificial as hell. That and the skeletons running around. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's yeah. going for that same. That's going for the Argonauts. Thing yeah, that's thing. going for yeah. some Harryhausen. Like I'm well, not. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. But yeah. they, they, but the, they already spoof that in the other. Yeah. They sure yeah. do. I just meant more like, how are they in the real world? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was fun. I thought they looked honestly. So this movie has a bunch of like crazy video game characters running around. I thought they looked pretty good. They did, like in the yeah. real world. I thought they looked good when they yeah. were in the real world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The can we environment? Was can we talk good. about the central conceit of this movie? Is that the parents oh, right. are bad at video games, mm-hmm. and the kids are much better at it? And certainly that's true for most games. And there is a the the head of the OSS guy makes a joke about like I've played a few video games in my day. You ever heard of Goldeneye? Watch this. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, Justin, you're a father. Uh, <laughs> as we're talking about of who is probably has the the larger video game prowess, uh, it's probably dudes in their 30s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it depends. I think it depends. It depends on the game. It certainly does. There's definitely there's definitely the dad. There's definitely the dads that, that like give it up. Because sure. they've got whatever going on and they're done with it. And there's the dads that like, this is too important. I would say that playing. for our generation, the large majority is that this is not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very dated idea. Also, if that guy's 43, I don't think he's played Golden. Did I? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
Well, <clears throat> I do think though there is something about like even just the type of game sure. because yeah. it's not it wasn't fully like on a phone, but it was on like what looked kind of like a switch light. It's, it's a Fortnite yeah. proxy. It, yeah, like, and so yeah. it's like the kind of game that our generation might be like, you know, like the mecha wing thing she was talking about sounds like a flappy bird type thing. When I, when I have to like, yeah, sure. I can play Zelda and whatever. But then when I have to do, you know, these mobile games, you're like, Oh my God, like what is this, you know, mechanism? (laughs) And, and a lot of them have the motion stuff now. So it's a lot different, but yeah, it was kind of ridiculous that there were no adults that could be good at games. (laughs) Right. Because once the, this guy gets the Armageddon code or whatever, he, manages to overlay this video game on anything yes. that is electronic, and like an I, ATM, yeah. a door lock. I, I thought that was a, like a really great concept and also like looked hilarious when they showed everyone going like, oh my God, yeah, I can't I get my do? door open. Yeah. I can't jump but, across this but chasm. Also, it was like, so funny. like games that are maintained by, you know, Teams of professionals, people would break that shit immediately. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was really funny that, like, suddenly all these people that, like, have never played a game in their life have to, like... She's like, I need to play a game so that I can withdraw my dollars. And it wasn't, yeah, and it wasn't even, like, every time they showed someone get past that, all they had to do was go, like, beep, boom, bing, like, jump from three yeah. platforms, and then it was like, you can access your money now. So I just thought it was, like, so funny that it was, like, a simple thing that people just couldn't do. <laughs> because of that, it was one of the few times in my life where I was, like actually happy with my 2006 pt cruiser that even has an analog <laughs> clock in it oh, sure. that shit like i i have to put a bluetooth speaker in my car because mm. the cd player That's doesn't insane. work That's my insane. my auxiliary <laughs> port doesn't work anymore and i was like you know what I would be safe from You're like, in this movie, I would say, get in, losers. We're going to save the world. Yeah, because they're, like, (laughs) hacking people's cars. And I'm like, they can't hack mine. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it will probably just fail us on the freeway. But, you know, (laughs) hey, at least we've started the trip. (laughs) That's That's right. right. (laughs) Do we need to talk about Operation Fireball? (sighs) I mean... There's this whole sequence where they, you know, they talk about it earlier in the film. Sure. Later on, they're like, let's do it like Operation Fireball. And they do this whole thing where they explain it. And, and they, they dance. They show the whole sequence. And I was originally like, this is so stupid. Like, what are we? Sure. Like, they're they're shooting these scenes like it's something we've seen before. I don't know. It's like some important right. thing. It's like it's supposed to be a throwback or and something. like, I thought it was dumb at first. But I thought then- Banderas was going to show up. But then, like, it, it, they do that whole thing as part of a, <laughs> they do that whole thing as part of a gag to then have like the daughter explain how she would have gone about it, right? And I did think that showing like them doing what the daughter thinks like that was should have done was funny. So I was like, yeah. okay, after I have seen the 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 bit in its totality, I was like, okay, fine. Narratively yeah, and was budgetarily, funny. it makes sense. So it yeah, does. I mean, the Operation Fireball is basically. Guns a blazing. They beat the crap yeah. out of some guy and they exploded everything. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he's got a bomb, but we put another bomb to stop that they, bomb. They golden eyed yeah. it. They did that. Yes. And they really so do. It's like her, it's straight out of golden eye. Her yeah. point, the daughter's point, is basically like you could have done this all of this very differently. And it, it's like over the top when they actually show it, but she definitely has a point as they realize like you could have tried diplomacy and you didn't even bother. You could have done this. You could have done that. Yeah. I was, I was like, uh, so she talks about how she uses lethal weapons or whatever. And they throw this bomb that like, you know, knocks them back 
doesn't look like it necessarily kills them. Yeah. <laughs> but she wants to use this thing called the thought bubble. Right. That apparently like fucks with your brain and you can't control it. I'm like, what's worse? One that like makes you uncontrollably right. laugh and one eat of, food yeah. for whatever? One of them is ethically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. The other one just She's hurts like, you a bit. Let's do like, the yeah. friendly thing where it just involves mind control and the <laughs> yes. removal of agency. Exactly. Yeah, but I, they were all harmless emotions. Fair. Sure. I, I had an interesting read on that whole thing um because you know when she asked her mother the question and her mother was like eh, you know like we like how violent were you and i thought about this and you know i i later you know you see the place explode and i was mm-hmm. like either they killed those guys when they threw that sure. bomb with the blast and whatever that energy was killed them because it reminded me of a James Bond video game that isn't Goldeneye, but it was like Agent Under Fire where you have to chase a car and then set off an EMP to stop the Indeed. truck. Indeed, yes. yes. And when you when James opens the back of that thing to get whatever he needs out of it, those men inside are dead. And I was like, they they either killed those people. This was some kind of like EMP that shuts down your heart. Uh, yeah, um, or. I was like, they killed all of them when they blew the place up. And that's what I think happened. But later on, you know, Billy Magnuson is like, oh, my dad, you know, he died in prison. I was like, wait, they... They dragged him out. Is he is he laying there yeah. when they're dancing while no, the he place danced? Explodes? He danced with him. Like, as it, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, did they just get him out? Because I think there is a thing in action movies. In I mean, I'm not actually a spy, but I feel like I would think this way if That's I. That's exactly were what a spy would say. Oh, I know. Yes, but it's yes. like your your target is the main one, and everyone else is just their bodies in the way. Thugs, and, yes, and they're going to wind up dead by the end. Yes, of it. and you're not going to think too much about it. Yeah. Um, so I I got the sense that they killed. Almost everyone in that building. Yeah. And that was one of the two times I laughed in this movie, thinking about them killing their mass murderers. Yeah. yeah. And they're just dancing. Yes. You heard it here first, Zachary Levi, mass murderer. Oh they're doing God. the tango on their dead bodies. Yeah. I did love that he was like, and Vargas was my father at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, okay, what? so. My Varther. They, they, they definitely, if Billy Magnuson is the son of a man named Vargas, they're from like Argentina. Right? Yeah. It's like That's the right. whole Nazi escape Nazi. That's thing. right. Yeah. Anyways, but um, I did actually like how weird this villain was. Because we've seen different villains in this franchise. Like, I want my toe people to be real or yeah. i want the video game or whatever but i'm sylvester guy, stallone right, and yeah. i am playing a character yeah. <laughs> um there was you know his thing is that he wants everybody he wants to create like a utopia in his mind you know and he he wants everyone to be good and he thinks that they're going to become he actually created a video game that does make you a better person so much so that his punishment at the end is to play his own video game and right. the government accepts this <laughs> so the game actually does work which is why he wanted to put it on everyone's every device sure but but then he kind of like so you're saying he's right. Yeah, I, I mean think, he might I be a little so. bit right. Could have been right. Th- there was a moment in that movie where I was like, I'm on his side when he's like, oh, we don't need. When he was just like handsome. Well, that too. <laughs> I, I was very attracted to him as when well. He smiled. Yeah. He smiled at me. me and problematic men. Uh, <laughs> and you know, like Billy, I felt this way too. In um, 
isn't he in no time to die and he he yes he is you off and yeah, 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 yeah but he's like kind of hot but um <laughs> but you know i i the moment i realized like wait we need to hear him out is when he's like oh nuclear launch codes we don't need those in my yeah, world. yeah, right. yeah. wait he just brought about nuclear right. disarmament just yeah yeah wait, he's right yeah let him do it yeah. see what yeah. happens yeah, so. and, and they don't even address that at the end. I was like, can someone just be like, well, hey, we should throw him a bone because we don't have the threat <laughs> yeah. of nuclear war Because, like, we couldn't figure that one out, and he did. Yeah. So. <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? We need to really, like, weigh some things. And what does his version of the apocalypse look like if it's not going to be nuclear war? Like, yeah. it's, it's not going to look like his game world because... He's not going to be nuking people and creating a wasteland. It looks so, like yeah. weird skeletons, and just, like people it, won't be toes. It just literally looked like he was going to make people. He was going to force people to play the game, and yeah. they would just get better. Yeah, yeah. and, and there, we don't. I mean, game maybe theory. Somebody drove game. off the road <laughs> and died, right. or got caught somewhere they couldn't survive. Maybe, but we don't see anything like that. So really, he just kind of caused havoc for like a day and then everything went back to normal so i mean a lot of the other villains like we did see them smashing buildings and you know uh, zapping people and yeah. stuff like i do imagine some planes crashed or something when they couldn't land or right because right, they couldn't maybe. beat the game level. unless he had a fail safe in for that yeah, i guess but maybe. who knows we don't know we don't no know. M- many bothans died I, I wrote in my notes like would the world let him off if he caused no damage you know right. and i did think about planes crashing but i was like well it, they didn't say anything so like maybe it's fine and no the world's mad about barbie i don't think that they would allow this person <laughs> i don't know he's, he's out in the world making people laugh that's right now, in the end he is true you true. know what he's the court jester <laughs> I, I also wondered here, um, you know, the little girl really is big into emotional re-education for people. And as you described, that's exactly what he's trying to do on a global scale. So, yeah, he taught her a lesson, but like... You're saying sleeper agent. Uh, maybe <laughs> like, like he acts like he learned a lesson but that's the same lesson he was trying to teach the entire world in a somewhat different way but but he was still like the fact that he was not going to do anything with nuclear war or much outright violence like shows me that he kind of gets it yeah. enough he wasn't over the top evil too much he was not no. he's just too charming he was yeah. like that's you killed thing. my dad yeah like, there's just nothing like, creepy about him, you know, like uh, other, other than Fleming. impersonating uh, Zachary yeah. Levi, uh, Gina Rodriguez for a, a bit. Right. That, but that was funny because it yeah, got yeah. one over on Zachary Levi. It, it was funny when he went and he was like, <laughs> so Tony wrote it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Tony, Tony wrote it. That's so funny. I was hoping they would have kissed. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I was, was, was going to say, like, like oh you can tell he's a good guy because he kept that going. Uh as long as it needed to and did not extend right. it. Yeah, it did not true. enter into the extracurricular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, though, like, she is a good deal shorter than him. Yeah. So, like, how do, how does the augmented reality Game theory can work? solve anything. It augments the top of his head to just be uh, yeah. Yeah. transparent. So, like, dad is just looking straight through 
you know into nothing yeah exactly. but looking into his eyes actually so he's really like looking down at his chest or something when talking oh yeah to that's him. right how do the eyes match that's yeah. a good question advanced technology in this movie indeed mm. well it's the vr pods you know <laughs> just like we have nowadays vr indeed. pods and i think everyone's gonna have a vr pod I certainly do. <laughs> At the end when they're like, we're sentencing you to be in your game forever. Yeah. And I was like, wow, are they going to like feed him via IV or what? <laughs> He's got to just I, sit in the VR pod the whole yeah. time, right? I wonder that. Like, does he <laughs> eat? His bathroom breaks. Yeah. Like, they're going to let him out? I don't know. Like, okay, it's your, your bathroom and food time. Let's go. Pause the game. Yeah. So this might be unprecedented for a sequel rights history, but my following thoughts in this film are redacted for the following 10 minutes. So just step away. Okay, oh. that's all right. Um, well, uh, what else? You know, um, we have. Uh, I have, like, I mean, these kids are extremely young, but I did find some fun facts about them. Oh, yes, let's hear it. I, I was going to joke about, like, what are they up to now since yeah, Friday? Yeah, the movie came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, actually, um, Connor Esterson, who plays, the, what are their names? I keep calling them the it's boy Con- and the girl. Connor Esterson and Everly. Uh, no, I know. What are their characters? Oh, uh, Tony and Patty. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony and Patty. Patty. Okay, right. Okay. Um, I did, by the way, I did like that they kept the thread of them having like 12 names uh, that, that they had to yeah. Uh, do. Yeah. Um, so Connor Esterson hasn't been acting much. However, uh, the cool thing is that he actually plays like a guitar solo in the finale for this movie. Like they had him record a guitar, electric guitar solo of the old Spy Kids theme that plays across the final battle. So I was like, wow, he's really talented. Mixed with Carmina Burana. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Sweet, sweet public domain. <laughs> um, but no, you know, I mean, Robert Rodriguez did all the music and and involved one of his kids. Yeah, and, and John then, Demney is back, who did yeah. some of the, thing, the the original film, too. Right, and then let uh, this kid play a really uh, iconic guitar riff. Um, wow. So yeah, that's his thing. Um, Everly Cargania, who we talked about already, um, she's like... You know, she's like the most uh, successful, ambiguously ethnic um, thing because I I tried to find out what she actually is and I could not find any information. But she played the daughter of Zoe Chow and a white guy on the after party. And um, so I think maybe she might be part Asian, but in this one, she's obviously Latina. Um, She played, um, she was in the, that Netflix show, the chair with Sandra O and it sounds like she has a Korean name in that one. I don't really know what her character did though. Um, But then perhaps, you know, cutest and most full full circle E is that in 2014, when this girl was literally an infant, she played the, baby version of Jane the Virgin in a flashback at Gina Rodriguez. And then now, you know, these years later, she's playing her daughter. So that's, that's really oh sweet. That's insane. It's so cute. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know what, who knew what anyone or what the deal is, but um, that's so funny. Yeah. And so her dad's also an actor, Paul Cargania and her mom, Jamie, um, is also a voice actress and, uh, started a movie that I think could be like a candidate for us to do on sequel rights someday because it has a ridiculous title and I did not know it existed. And so she plays her, this girl's mom plays a main character in the movie secret of Nim Two: Timmy to the rescue. Oh yes. I did know there was a secret of the Nim too. Did you know it was called Timmy to the rescue? No. Because that is a hilarious. <laughs> Timmy title. To the rescue. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. So yeah, maybe someday we need to do that one. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, I thought obviously the I like the character of Patty a little bit more, but I thought both kids were, you know, good. Fine. Yeah. While we're talking about the kids too, I did want to quick, just really quick mention. Like I know I mentioned this to you earlier this week, Elis, but like, so so my wife works in the uh, like Latino film community, and right. she was like, happened randomly one day this week was like messaged me all of a sudden. She she works upstairs and she was like. Oh my gosh, like I'm on a Zoom uh, with Robert Rodriguez yeah. and he's talking about the Spy Kids movies. And I was like, what? And she's like, come up here. And so I watched and he was just like, you know, talking and, you know, talking a little bit about how they came about and what they've kind of, you know, what they helped like do and like bring more diversity um, to filmmaking and stuff. Um, and uh, he was talking about how he brings a lot of his like, you know, family life into these, obviously with his kids being involved and everything. Sure. And he was talking about how, um, his, the the two kids in this movie are like based on like him and his sister. And oh, he said, okay. and he said like one of the things that they actually like pulled from his life was the whole like mapping out the creeks on the floor right. thing to, <laughs> to sneak to the game room, which I thought was like so cute. And after I heard him say that, I was like, Oh, that works really well in the movie. And it, and it does seem like such a unique, like specific thing that, that maybe that had to have come from someone's life. And yeah, I just thought that's cool that he's still like putting stories of his own life and like, Clearly putting all his heart and energy into these movies uh, all these years. All when you were little, later. did you have to avoid creeks when you were sneaking around? Oh, yeah, like uh, trying to get down to look at the Christmas presents you know, oh. in the middle of the night. Yes. Mine is usually to eavesdrop, and I, I never had a written map, but I definitely knew where the spots oh, yeah. were. You skip uh, certain stairs as you go down because you're not Right, like, or you creek? like put yeah. your foot on it and push a little bit and see if there's any give there and if, yeah. if you do yeah anyways so <laughs> i always felt like no one ever really paid enough attention to what i was doing <laughs> so i just i didn't really have to sneak around much that's fine i probably didn't either <laughs> looking back they probably wouldn't have heard me if i just walked normal but i could hear me and so i was like i better sneak you know yeah yeah to do things to get attention you know i didn't i wasn't like a problem child just right. trying to get attention but it's like if i needed someone's attention or wanted it i, I had to like work for it <laughs> so i had three much older stepbrothers oh, and right. uh like nobody had time oh but i i had my super nintendo Right, the video games. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. If this movie had happened, they would have needed you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I could have done it. And then I had a PlayStation eventually, you know, so I'm I'm ready for this kind of thing. But I had a lot of thoughts about spycraft and um, how to be a spy. Yes. And like whether or not some of these characters are truly cut out. For, for the world of of a spy. Right. Again, I would not know from experience. <laughs> but um, let me just look at my notes here. Because sure. I, I wrote a few things. Um, first, one of my, my thoughts was, this girl is too soft for this world. Um, yeah. But, I mean, the spy kids world, yes. But yes. an actual spy world. And then I wrote, would this sort of emotional re-education work on Bin Laden? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you just gave him a hug. Yeah. like I, And told him to watch out for that rock you might trip on. Yeah. It would be good. And and that's the thing that I, I want her to know, but she's just too young to understand. Like, there are some people that can never be part of the solution. Like, they, they're just too far. And yeah. I, I wrote in here, you know, going with the GoldenEye shout out, it's like, 
sometimes you have to know when to let go of Trevelyan's foot and be like, no, for me, and just let his ass fall. Yeah. No. You know, you got to do it. Not worth saving. Yeah. Um, and, and they just got lucky that their villain was receptive right. to to speaking from the heart, you know. But I, I had this idea of, like, what would the dark version of this movie be <laughs> that breaks her worldview? That and, might be in the sequel yeah. if there's one, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I, you, you get to a point with certain, well, spy franchises at least. Um, you know, I just <laughs> covered all the James Bond movies on my mm. film account. Like all, all? All of them. Whoa. Wow. Including, Impressive. thank you, including um, Never Say Never Again with Sean Connery, uh, which is unofficial. Yes. Um, and I did talk about the old Casino Royale from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you get to a point in the James Bond franchise, and it, it happens multiple times. The The series feels like it's run out of its original premise. So it starts stepping out of that into the realm of science fiction, perhaps, Mm -hmm. or not never fantasy, but, um, yeah, like Moonraker (laughs) becomes a sci-fi movie. And then after that, they course correct and you get for your eyes only, which is, you know, as grounded as a Roger Moore bond movie can be, (laughs) but it is still more grounded. And then you get, um, you know, when you get farther along into the Pierce Brosnan era, you have Die Another Day, which is outright science fiction. That's all... the one with the invisible car, right? Yes, yeah. and and people <laughs> doing gene therapy that changes yep. their ethnicity. And I could buy that on Alias, because I was a big fan of Alias, too. Uh, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. kind of fits in that world, but they always had, like... um a slightly fantasy angle with the Rambaldi stuff. And I was like, this is not the world of James Bond. I'm okay with that. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, there were the the theories, which I think are pretty much true that alias and lost take place in the same universe Mm -hmm. because in the airport, you hear the things saying like flight 815 is delayed Ah. in season four of alias. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that is a world where I can just buy that all this stuff happens. Yeah. James Bond. No. (laughs) And, um, and so you see again, the course correction happens and they reboot hard with Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what is the spy kids Casino Royale? What does that look like? I don't think it, I don't think it's possible. No, but I figured it out. If we, if they went there with this movie and, so, well, okay, so when we got that Revenge of the Sith kind of ending where <laughs> they're fighting on the platform over the lava, yeah, which to me looked like Revenge of the Sith mixed <laughs> with the game Tomb Raider Underworld because there was like blue glowing oh, lava. Yeah. I thought it looked kind of cool, honestly. It did. It was very pretty. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking like it's very fallen Jedi type thing. And, mm. and then when uh, Tony bests the villain the king he gets the one hit yes and when they speak to him he says something like i know what i have to do now and i'm i'm thinking i'm still in star wars mode i'm like oh oh no like he doesn't mean this because i'm thinking of like kylo ren like i know what i must do now (laughs) but i don't know if i have the strength to do it and i was like is he gonna say that and then just kick the kid into the lava (laughs) and that that's where that would be where it turned ugly yes and spirit would be broken she'd have to get revenge yes 
And I, that's exactly where I went with it. I was like, that's going to show her that some of these people cannot ever oh be fixed. God. Now she is singular spy kid and she's on a mission of revenge. So then she gets her <laughs> quantum of solace revenge oh movie too. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done a spy kid one. I would say, like- I would say that I like this whole idea as like a thought experiment. Um, because I know that, you know, We've seen this a lot where like franchises that start off as like total kids movies end up like deciding like they want to chase the audience that has grown up with these right. and like start to adjust what the movies like. I would say this happens even with like Frozen, you know, mm. to, from Frozen to Frozen 2. Yeah. Um, but I kind of personally like that this is just like he's gone in the direction of like these are just going to be for kids. Right. These are really for kids and they're going to be like relentlessly positive and just give like positive messages. Nothing too dark. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, like the villain. Like if you really look Sorry. into the villain, he's not even that evil. Like we yeah. just talked about. And I, I, I don't know. I kind of like that. That it's just like goofy gadgets and kids looking cool. And I do cool. kind of like it because there is less pressure. I feel like for him, yeah. for Netflix, for these actors, because like. I guess, you know, it's not pejorative to say it's a kid's movie. Yeah. You know, it's a kid's movie. Like Whereas some people a lot of times is, with these yeah. Disney and Pixar movies, are like, we're not, we're not a kid's movie. We're for everybody. Yeah. We're like, yeah. we're elemental or we're dealing with the whole world or we're frozen or, you know, or something with like this deep message behind it. And this one's like, eh, you know, forget about that. They're spies. They're kids. What, that doesn't make any sense because kids would not be spies and therefore it's silly. And here's the fun gadgets and gizmos aplenty. And here's, you know, but, all the other silly things. Like, you know, now, now that I have a daughter, it's like, not that I would necessarily show her this right away now even, but like, I like that, you know, sometimes when I'm looking at things to show her, I feel like there's like a realm of like really like super kitty baby stuff yeah. almost. And then sometimes it goes into like stuff that, you know, is a little bit more like, you know, younger kid oriented, but then also has these like jokes that are just are like a little bit out of their reach or whatever. And I just love that. Like, this is, this is like an action movie that is like totally okay to show like a younger kid. I think like there's nothing in it that's objectionable in my opinion, like no weird innuendo jokes or anything. And I, and I personally like that as something like that. If I was like, I want to show my kid like an action movie that they could enjoy. Like, I like that this exists. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do you think that maybe Antonio Banderas and Carla Gugino were like too sexy, and those were compared to this uh, yeah. one? Maybe. Like they just do, they just salsa <laughs> when they win the battle, yeah. and they're like, yeah. Whereas, like with Antonio Banderas <laughs> just being there, you're always like, all right, those parents like, are getting yeah. it on, you know. Like, <laughs> and I liked that. And this one, yeah. I never. This one, you're like, are the kids adopted? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I I think the fact that Robert Rodriguez is able to make something like this really shows that he has balls because, you know, I mean, my my favorite movies of his are all hyper violent and (laughs) fucked up and uh, very adult, like from Dusk Till Dawn. I I love that movie. And, um, you know, Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I... I love all that stuff. And, uh, you know, Planet Terror, mm-hmm. someone who is able to do all of that and has mm-hmm. the mind for that, being able to do this too and do it unapologetically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and just be immediately able to defend his choice to do this, I think is, is really cool. And like, it's like he, yeah, you know, him. he's like a, he's like a known entity. He could be out doing, you know, 
maybe not like literally anything he wants, but he can pretty much be doing whatever he wants. Yeah. And he's like still like, and this is the fifth movie. He could have like handed it off to somebody. There is something like very, uh, utopian and cool about him just being able to do different things. And I know a lot of filmmakers, like you don't have that luxury. Even some of the greats that we like Steven Spielberg, it's always going to be a Steven Spielberg movie. Even when he <laughs> yep. does Ready Player One, you're like, well, it's still a Steven yeah, Spielberg still movie. Has that Whereas yeah. Robert Rodriguez, when he made this first Spy Kids, he really planted that flag and was like, you know what? I can do whatever I want. And you can't put me in a box. And if yeah. I want to do a little tiny kids movie, I will. And then I'll go back and blow things up and kill people and, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah. Yeah. and do whatever. Um, and you kind of wish that like more of these filmmakers that have all the power would do something like that. And maybe some of them have tried and it turned out horribly or whatever, but he's really built like this whole industry um, now going on five movies. Yeah. I, at the risk of sounding like a total horn dog because of the other people that I've mentioned being somewhat attracted to, um, I've always had such a crush on Robert Rodriguez too. Oh. Like he is fine. And as you know, when I was receiving my education in film as, you know, uh, you know, like preteen and teenager going to, well, when I had too many late fees at Blockbuster, I defected <laughs> to Hollywood video and then Ooh, I went Hollywood back and video. forth. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, yes. yeah. And I, I have so many fond memories of mostly going to Hollywood video and just finding anything that interested me. And I remember, you know, finally being of a decent enough age to do from dusk till dawn, even though I did, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me at like ten years old, and what? no one, no one at Blockbuster How stopped did you me. Wow! Um, I, I was like, those, those are boobs. I would have been like, I don't even know what's happening. It's more of the scary yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. boobs. It, like, it, I, I knew yeah, it was dark, but I, I could handle it. But it, I definitely Intense. felt like I had been watching the Twin Peaks reruns that used to be on Bravo. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, Ooh, the Bravo. old Bravo, like yeah. when they would show opera. Yes. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> Before it became reality shows for gaming. Like, I don't even remember that time. Yeah. Um, and now I, I do, I call it reality shows for gay men. But, but I can say that as a gay man who enjoys, you know, shows like that. Like I loved the old VH1 trash reality shows. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into it, but I miss the old Bravo. And that was how I learned about Twin Peaks. And that's what wow. led me with little supervision to uh, go rent the movie from Blockbuster at 10 years old. So I was seeing all sorts of stuff. Um, But when I, I was a little older, I think when I came to from dusk till dawn and um, the DVD version of it came with um, a second disc that was the documentary. Oh, I want to say it's called full tilt boogie, but I could be wrong. Mm. Does that sound familiar to anyone? It's a making of documentary. And uh, one thing that's great is, is I think it's in there. They discuss this legendary motel party that Quentin and Robert Rodriguez (laughs) threw where someone, I want to say Quentin Tarantino made a cocktail for everyone in the bathtub. But I think I think he put plastic down. Oh, I don't remember. God, we'd please, have to, we'd have there's to not enough plastic in the world to <laughs> make me drink out of a motel bathtub. But, but apparently, it was a rager. And one thing that I'll never forget from that documentary is um, Juliet Lewis saying, mm. "You know, when I heard that 
Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino were making a movie together, I was scared. <laughs> and I just I love that and like she seems like a freak so when she's scared yeah. Yeah. you know it's going to be something outstanding and I felt like seeing that documentary already being someone who had such a passion for for movies since early childhood to see it to see the process and see how much fun it was and you know when you're just in there and doing it and how Robert Rodriguez was doing so many different things on that set. Um, he was, I, there's stuff about him on a dolly on the floor with the camera mm. getting parts of the battle and from dusk till dawn. And he was like his own cinematographer on that. Yeah, he did it? in this movie too. Yeah. I was shocked to see that actually. Yeah. So, so even though he probably do, did still doing ones. it all. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cool. When, when I think of him, he is he is a hero of mine because of his passion and the way that it like fuels my own and, yeah. and how much I respect that of him, you know. So I'm always excited to see what he makes, even if it's like not for me, like, yeah. like this. You know? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's always exciting. Um, well, Tyler's not back yet, but let's do a rating system. Yeah, I was going to ask: uh, Did you guys like this movie, or did you think it was almost good? <laughs> I did think that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Well, what would be the, a good rating system for this one? You want to say... Uh... Uh, Bronson's? Oh, or yeah. How many Bronson's? Cute or... overload thought bubbles. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was great. They I... weren't that cute, though. Okay. I, I, I kept expecting anime eyes. Yeah, I was I, I was like, I was bummed that they used it on the robots and not humans. Yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they set that up, like, oh, cute overload? I was like, waiting for that to come back. It was funny when they used it on the... People who were just eating the cereal. The yeah, it's yeah, like that yeah. totally is what a kid would think of. Like, you know, it'd be funny if these adults were uncontrollably whopping <laughs> down cereal. But anyway, so yeah. yeah so you, you, you want to say how many bubbles? how many thought bubbles? Yeah. yeah. You want to go first? Sure. I'm gonna give it um, four thought bubbles. It's you know, I just think it, it's perfectly fine. Like we've said, it's not for us really. But like, would I show a kid this movie? Sure. You know, uh, it's really cute. It's really well made it's always great how robert rodriguez like basically has created the whole industry in austin you know um and uh and employs all those people there and i did think that the vr people looked really cool when they were in the real world um and yeah this movie's just well made and it has a lot of uh good things to say for kids and i did think that gina rodriguez and everly Cargania's performance and Billy Magnuson were all really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it six thought out of 10. Cause like, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying like it's my favorite movie or anything, but sure. I think it might be better than the last one. Uh, yeah. from what I recall. Um, and I just like, I don't know. I was just really enjoying the like positivity and just like, you know, yeah, like I like I talked a little bit about earlier, like the fact that I have a, a daughter and like could show this to her and is like, as like a, this is like what, you know, this is like what a fun like action movie could be in that there's just like fun scenes. And I really got a kick out of the, like, I, like I always, I try to think of like what a kid would be thinking watching this. And I like, you know, I try to go in without being cynical and stuff. Cause there's so many times in the movies where you could be like rolling your eyes about how stupid sure. something is. But like, I really enjoyed the sequence where they like, uh, find the spy suit you know generator yeah. <laughs> and they go in and and they think they get squished and then they come out and it plays like this cheesy song like i'm so cool look at me in this outfit and i just like 
I don't know. I just like was thinking of kids and how they could really enjoy that and be like, that is so fucking, not that they say fucking, but I'd be like, <laughs> that is so cool. And like all the things that they do and this is so cool. And it's just cool to see you. We still don't get a lot of movies where kids like this are the like action stars or protagonists yeah. even like a lot of the stuff that's for kids. The kids are still a bit older or whatever. And so I just like that he's out here making these movies and I hope that he makes more. And I thought that the effects all look pretty good. I know we didn't talk a ton about like when they go into the game at the end, but I thought it looked pretty good. I thought the suits and everything were good. I still, I get that. There I was, like that they put in a line where Billy Magnuson said like the early two thousands were the pinnacle of design. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So I was like, that explains away everything. But I, yeah, it's something about it. Like well, it was, a little off to it me. It was but interesting I, yeah. that, yeah, like some of the characters when they went in, like they kind of had, they were animated in that kind of like uh stuttery way, mm-hmm. manner. I don't know. I thought it looked pretty good for like what I assume probably wasn't a super huge budget movie, but sure. Maybe it was pretty decent budget, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there was no moment where I was like, oh, God, this is making me puke because it looks so terrible. No. <laughs> I, I thought it looked good. Yeah. Um, just a fun, just a fun, positive movie. Um, you know, I don't know. A fun action movie for kids, and I think that's something that is a good thing to have in the world. So there you go. Sure. Sean, what about you? Uh, I'm going to give it six as well. Oh! Because I, I feel bad. Ta- well, no, talking to you guys about it, um, getting... You, both of your perspectives, I agree with everything you both said, and I think that made me appreciate it more. And then my my whole, you know, passionate five minute talk about Robert Rodriguez, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, <was> great. <laughs> um, it it made me rethink some things. And I think my um, my respect for him and what he does and does unapologetically allows me to um, see it with different eyes and to, to appreciate the, the choice to do it and, yeah. and the ability to do it. Um, so I really appreciate that. And, and the fact that like you pointed out, it is like legitimately wholesome entertainment that is yeah. still fun and yeah. like entertaining for adults. Um, even if it isn't for us and, and there's a lot that you're like, well, that's, uh, you know, like <laughs> that's really kiddish but but that it's for <laughs> but them that's who right? it's yeah. for it's like yeah. You know, uh, yeah normally we would just like not even watch this movie <laughs> yeah like as a as a normal adult you'd just be like uh you it might not, even, yeah. you might not well, even know it exists yeah. honestly and, and yeah. i have to say like gina rodriguez brings such a great warmth to everything she does and i i really like that even though i felt like every character especially the adults had like one personality trait and that was it <laughs> um i still liked what we got of her i, I really enjoyed that and i uh, before we go i have to talk about sequel or spin-off ideas like yeah. you got my dark take but then i'll give <laughs> well, you we can like, we can do that at the end take oh, oh, yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah, that at the you. end please thank uh you. but tyler how many thought bubbles would you give this Ooh, how many thought bubbles i would say I I've missed everyone, so I don't have context. Uh, That's okay. I'm going to say four thought bubbles. Uh, You're matching Elis. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that this is pretty hollowed out uh, in terms of a Spy Kids movie. Sure. There is uh, some celebrities there. I do enjoy the overall theming of it, but the execution is very much there's a soundstage and a green screen. Mm. And it doesn't have the same crazy energy, and uh, a lot of it is kind of a retread of everything else. 
And the story itself feels a little dated, so yeah. Okay. I can't believe you hate positive films for children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, too. I'm on the record here saying, yes, that is true. That's what I believe. Even though we talked about the kid actors and the adult actors being good together, I really highly doubt that these little kids would be like, Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi were practically like my real parents by the yeah. end of this shoot because no, it, a lot of it they were separated. Yeah. They were in sound felt stages. like they were they, they shot for like two days. With this is yeah. certainly a COVID thing. I, yeah, I, yeah, I assume. seems like it. Yeah. To, to what you said, I I think there's there there is something that felt different. What I remember about like the earlier movies, especially the first two, is that they felt imaginative, and this in mm. many ways feels maybe more derivative. Yep. Yeah, so I get that, yeah. I think that there's something that there's a charm to the Troublemaker formula of leveraging, like like some of these movies were pioneered how green screen movies were made. Like like he was doing things that people had not done before, and I don't know if pioneer is the wrong word, but like they were were scrappy. They were scrappy movies, and I don't think there, there was anything here that I felt was novel or unique as execution. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Well, uh, so that's Spike is Armageddon. On Sean, on to Sean's point, like, do you want another one? Will they make another one? What would it be? What are you thinking? Well, I, you know, I think what what you said about there being um, an audience for this kind of thing and how it should exist for children wasn't something that I had thought of before, even though I work with kids and I watch a lot of kids movies, you know, (laughs) at work. Um, But, you know, I, I really believe that. And something that I've heard talked about, like with the power Rangers franchise is, you know, now that they're owned by, or not owned by Netflix, but now that Netflix has the rights Mm -hmm. for all future power Rangers stuff, there's the idea of doing more mature stories, um, but I think they they should sort of keep the space for kids as well because if they can have a whole universe of Power Rangers stuff, you can have multiple things at once. Like Star Trek has like five shows right now, and I watch all of yeah. them. But um, you know, there there's room for everything, and and you made me realize that about this franchise. But also, like I said before, I listened to your interview with Alexa in, you know, on my way here (laughs) and someone, maybe you, I think asked a question about, you know, what they wanted to see of Carmen. Like, would you want Carmen to have, you know, stories, uh, you know, of her as an adult spy? And I'm like, absolutely. I, Mm -hmm. I would love that. And, you know, you can keep this space for the kids. You can keep spy kids as is, but give us, you know, something Carmen related too that is, you know, a more adult action-y kind of thing. And it doesn't even it doesn't have to be like hardcore. We, <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be Casino Royale yeah, or yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, there, there's a space for an adult like I, I I'm reminded of Matt Fraction's Casanova uh spy comic book where it is a it's not this deadly serious um, espionage where like I would love to see something that had spy kids energy for the generation that grew up watching spy kids 
that being said, I would also love to watch like Spy Kids Babies or like, <laughs> you know, like, Spy like, like, Kids Babies. But like, but I think that it's, or, or Spy Babies. Uh, I think that it's, it has. It's called Baby Geniuses 2 Super Babies. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck Soon, <laughs> soon to be covered by this podcast. My yeah. Baby Wait, Geniuses. My dad's best friend built. Was a baby genius. Pro- well, he built props for Baby Genius, oh, the oh first, the first one. Wow, wow, wow! Like okay. that one's in Vegas, right? Or have you? We haven't, I don't know. We haven't, we haven't covered it. it. We haven't watched. Well, it if you want someone to interview, I can hook it up. Okay, <laughs> right. we will be in contact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's those are all great ideas. I do think too, though, that these kids are so young. They seem even way younger than Alexa yeah. Penavega and Daryl Sabara were in the first one. So I think you have room to grow with them, especially if they're on a Netflix model. Maybe they want to do one once a year. Um, and, and yeah, they could be, uh, they could have quite a few. I think more that with these two. Yeah. I think if they do more, they'll try to continue with these people. Yeah. And I think that like, like we all liked how this girl and her honesty took over, but yeah, I mean, the older she gets, the more she's going to have to like put that together with how the real world yeah. works. And what could a spy kids cost? $10. <laughs> what if they kill Zachary Levi off screen and then Gina yes. Rodriguez, just yes. the single spy mom yes. in the next one. I was, they could. I wanted to ask that. I was like, do you think his career has anything left after the last you know, couple of months Oof. with him. Probably, uh, honestly. I don't know. He's going to go the <laughs> Kurt Cameron that, route? Yeah. I, think oh. that, uh, <laughs> I think he's just too, I think he's still just too likable as an actor that people will still keep bringing him in on stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I think she should marry the other guy, the Devlin guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't oh, know if they'd God. ever kill him off, though. I think they would just be like, he's on a mission somewhere. Mm, deep, deep, deep cover. But yeah. DJ is, oh my gosh, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful man. Certainly. Great replacement for George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? But did he also played George Clooney's character in From Dusk Till Dawn, the series? Like, he's been oh, a Robert that Rodriguez true? guy oh, for a long time. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, like, that's the, funny. Yeah, George Clooney's character in From Dust Till Dawn, he he was him okay. on the series. Yeah, and looking fine. And then the guy that they had as. Quentin Tarantino's character was like, like the hotness factor was like cranked up by 10 for the TV show version. Everyone was a hotter version on that show, except for the the character or the actress who played Salma Hayek's character. I was going to say, because you can't. You can't. No. <laughs> she's, she's beautiful. There's a ceiling. Yeah. But like no one yeah. is ever going to be that hot in cinema <laughs> or television as as Selma dancing with the snake and, you know, pouring Fair. a shot of tequila down her leg. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> These are facts. Yeah. This is just true. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is that it? I think that's going to bring us to the end of our uh, review on spy kids. Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, uh, send us your emails. What else should we cover this year? Although they sounds did like announce, baby geniuses. <laughs> they did announce that Santa Claus is season two. The I Santa Claus is tis the season. Yeah. I can't believe that they made they squeaked it out it's after. Coming. I uh, knew it was going to come. I know you I did. Yeah. I so it. so oh. that's coming. Um, look forward to that. But yeah, other franchises. Let us know and then reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Sequel Rights and rate and review wherever you can. Uh, if you've already done that, then if you like the show, tell anybody that you know Please. any way that you can that you enjoy it. We yeah. appreciate it. We want your friends to listen. We want your parents to listen. Anyone. <laughs> we want your spy babies, your Sign spy up kids. Sign your dog for an account. <laughs> That's right. Come on. And Sean Davidson, thanks for being here with us. Oh, thank you for having me. And remind us again where people can check out your uh, exhibit oh, uh, yes. next month. Um, it will be at the Night Owl in downtown Fullerton. 
uh, August, almost at August, October 27th. <laughs> and yeah, thank you again for reminding me about how much art I need to get done. Hey, you now you got to get yeah. to it. You can do it. But I, I will have a scream painting there. Ooh, yeah, I know sweet. you guys did scream recently. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I love that. Very so. cool. Cool. Yeah, okay. That'll be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's going to be the end here. Um, you know, we'll be back. We, we have some check-ins coming for you next month. I don't know, uh, with the timing, which one's going to work out, but we're just to tell you here, we're going to be talking about the new season of Chucky, Chucky season three. They're do they're, they're just to tell you now they're doing four. They're, they're splitting the season in half. We're probably going to do, uh, one episode on each half. So we're going to watch the first four episodes and then, uh, come at you, uh, with a review of those. And then, Somewhere in next month as well, there is the release of Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match, mm-hmm. uh, which we will be talking about uh, next month as well. So uh, stay tuned for that, and uh, who knows what else we'll be covering, but those for sure are coming up. So Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, joining the OSS with us one more time. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next time here on Tickle Rights. Have a good one. Truth wins and I'm a getting. Oh, just fight.